Hey guys, what is up? I am your host, Caspian, and you are listening to the Caffeinated and Anxious podcast, where I discuss personal experiences, random topics, and dive further into insecurities as a sort of journaling process because I am an expert in nothing except myself. Fair warning, this podcast will occasionally contain adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and subject matter that some may find triggering. If you're into that kind of thing, welcome. Grab your caffeinated beverage of choice and let's get anxiously weird together. Hey guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Caffeinated and Anxious podcast. I am Caspian. Thank you so much for being here because I can finally talk to someone other than myself. Before I get started, I'd like to apologize for any background noise. I do live directly over a grocery store and next to a freeway. And I am not technologically savvy enough yet to figure out how to resolve this. With that said, I am extremely excited for this episode because I will be discussing something that I think about constantly, and that is relationships, specifically of the romantic variety. I will go over things that I have learned about myself in the six years I've been single, as well as things that still stress me out just thinking about dating. So with that, let's go. I personally have had only two long-term relationships, and by long-term, I mean approximately three years. At about three years in is when the relationships sort of unravel. It is a romantic notion to be with someone forever, but what does forever mean? Being aware that that is not something we can promise to one another, it is still something we either strive for consciously or subconsciously. And when I think about it and ruminate over quote-unquote forever, I start to panic. That's a long time to be committed, to devote to one person. Does this indicate a fear of commitment within myself? Is there a person out there that even forever isn't long enough? That being with them goes by way too quickly when you wish you'd met sooner in order to have more time? And then when you've been with them for what feels like forever both looking up from your books, meeting each other's eyes from across the room, and truly seeing one another time after time, yet still able to somehow fall more in love with them in every moment, noticing that time has aged your faces, but your hearts remain youthful, expansive, and curious. Is that kind of love even possible? I just don't have a healthy experience of longevity. How do we stay in love? How do we stay interested or attracted long-term? Is love a choice? I could be wrong or simply a Pisces with unrealistic expectations about love, but I do believe in twin flames. But before I get into that, let me back up real quick. When I was a teen, I really believed in soulmates. I believed that the one existed, and as I got older, I started letting go of this concept because it felt like I was just being naive believing in this unrealistic fantasy that there was someone out there that would complete me. Then I experienced a deeply wounding heartbreak that made me give up on the idea of soulmates entirely. Actually, I gave up on love. She and I didn't date very long, and it was a whirlwind from the beginning, but the connection felt surreal, one in which we literally could read each other's minds. You could not convince me otherwise. It was so intense that we chose not to remain in each other's lives, So fast forward through a few years, I started to believe in love again, yet still had no desire to entertain soulmates. And if I did believe they were platonic friends, family, or animals, like 
That I could wrap my head around. Fast forward again to the summer of 2020. I was hanging out with my ex, the second long-term relationship, because we were really great friends now. She kept sending me TikToks, but I couldn't view them because I didn't have the app. I refused to get it for a long time, but she kept sending me videos, and I could only view the beginning of them, which drove me crazy. So I broke down and installed the app. I also should add, all summer she gushed over Ruby Rose, which is not like her. She's never been into celebrities, that's my thing, but... I think she'd gotten sucked into lesbian TikTok and started wanting a relationship. And by her wanting a relationship prompted her to keep suggesting I also start dating. But I was not interested or ready. Yes, I'd been single for a long time, but I still cringed at the idea of dating. That's not to say I didn't have a celebrity crush on deck, but that allowed me to fantasize without getting hurt. It keeps me safe, and I was content. So after installing TikTok, I too got sucked in, but... It was just another way for me to escape the microdosing of dopamine. As much time as I've spent focusing on myself, how much time was I really focusing on myself and healing? Because you see, I'm a chronic crusher. I've always had a crush, mostly on celebrities, like I've said. But to give an example, I read through one of my journals from college, and I literally had a crush on a different person each week, sometimes on multiple people. I get obsessive and then lose interest quickly, and round and round I go. Then I read something somewhere that really resonated. I don't remember the exact quote, but the gist of it was that we focus on someone else in order to avoid ourselves. All this time, I thought just being single was enough. I was reading self-help books, meditating, journaling, all of it, but... I was still shuffling through celebrity crushes and occasionally real-life crushes that would last a couple of weeks at most. Did this mean I hadn't healed at all or grown? Did I have to completely start over? Oh my god, that was a daunting thought. So my ex did start seeing someone seriously and that was great, but with that we obviously stopped hanging out as much because she was spending more time with her girlfriend, understandably. As you have it, one fateful day in February changed everything. Which reminds me of a Taylor Swift song when she sings, I never saw you coming, and I'll never be the same. I came across someone on TikTok that a part of me immediately recognized, as if I was seeing my own reflection. Not physically, but on a soul level. What the fuck does that mean? I'd never experienced anything like that. Then I remembered I'd once read something about twin flames. See there, I told you I'd circle back around to this. I didn't exactly believe in Twin Flames at the time, and there's so much conflicting and controversial information, it's really difficult to keep up with, and who the fuck really knows? Except when it happens, something shifts inside of you. It doesn't even matter what is said about Twin Flames, and we don't even have to call it that. I just know what I've felt, what my experience is, and how transformative it has been. Once I was aware of this person, I wanted to be better. I wanted to change the trajectory of my life. Everything just sort of felt irrelevant in a way. I wanted to love myself because as far as twins' flames go, we are mirrors. I am them and they are me. And I felt immense love immediately. Loving them meant I loved those parts of myself. But what about the parts of myself I didn't love? It honestly broke my heart when I thought about it. 
I had to start loving myself completely and unconditionally because I couldn't imagine not loving them completely and unconditionally. And this isn't meant to sound like I'm giving away my power, but I actually started taking steps towards creating the life I've often dreamt of, but never imagined as a reality for myself. Like I actually started thinking about my future and what I wanted that to look like. Because before, I was just allowing life to happen to me. After all, my big three are all mutable signs, Pisces, Sagittarius, Virgo. I just go with the fucking flow. So how can I believe in something 100% yet be so off? I guess I should mention that I did reach out to them and we've talked a couple of times. And since then, my inner dialogue has sounded a little like this. I think I fucked up. I said way too much. I was too much. I can definitely be overwhelming. Why am I like this? Why don't I ever learn? I hope they don't hate me. Did I create an unease? Am I just a big red flag when I just wanted to be honest? When I had the purest of intentions and genuine feelings? Did I scare them? They said I could never say anything to scare them, but did I manage to anyway? If they were my person, truly nothing would scare them off, right? What did I expect? They could be with anybody they want. What do I have to offer? They deserve so much better. Why am I so attached to a relationship that never even existed? Did I not provide a space where they felt safe to express that they weren't interested? Or maybe they're afraid it's too real and that my love is too real and they're simply not ready to allow it in. As an overthinker, I've obviously ruminated over this and doubted myself using an endless supply of energy and for what? I still don't have answers and may never know. Tell me, why do our minds alternate between not being good enough and believing we are good enough? I believe with my entire being that they are my twin flame and I can't even describe it or prove it. It's just an inner knowing. It no longer matters to me what I've read or heard regarding a twin flame connection. I just know what I've felt has been unlike anything I even imagined possible. I've even questioned why this person, out of all the people in the world, and all the people I've watched on TikTok, and all the people I come into contact with daily, weekly, and out of all the people I've ever met, why does this one person feel like a magnet to my soul. To give you an example, let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to the ocean and felt your cells come alive? You just vibrate internally like a humming, as if the sea air is supplying your cells with an electrical current. They are the ocean. This reminds me of an Adele song called I Miss You. It starts with, I want every single piece of you. I want your heaven and your oceans too. I'm not great with metaphors or reading between the lines. My brain interprets things quite literally, which is wild because I'm an artist. Of course, oceans can be turbulent and scary, but for me, I imagine it is calm because oceans settle my inner turbulence. All I'm trying to say is, I not only want their heaven and their oceans, but I want their mountains and hell as well. I want them to feel completely safe when they're at their best and at their worst. My love remains constant regardless of how they show up or if they ever show up, who they are to others or what they have or don't have. One thing I would like to point out is I'd rather be told to fuck off than to be ghosted and or ignored. 
However, I do see it as an opportunity to heal. Being ignored is a trigger that stems from childhood. I recognize this and realize that we are presented with triggers, not to piss us off, but to finally address long-standing patterns. One of mine is the fear of abandonment. Their avoidance or lack of communication mirrors my own avoidance. I've been abandoning myself since childhood, and I've always looked for love outside of myself when it's always been within. This journey isn't about them or us. It's about me returning home to myself, knowing that someone else will never fill the void. And it's unfair to place that much responsibility on another person. I am also aware that I shouldn't have to prove my worth to someone that isn't willing to put forth effort to even get to know me in any capacity, to even see if we are compatible. In every relationship, I have never felt completely safe. That fear of abandonment rearing its ugly head every time. I perform, I mask, I hide, I play small, I say yes when I mean no, I abandon myself, and I give and give and give because if I don't, if I'm completely myself, they will leave. My version of love has been, I have to do something in order to be loved. I cannot simply be loved for just existing. The people I've dated like it at first, how giving and compliant I am, but I've also learned that it sets the pace for the entire relationship. And eventually I get exhausted of pretending, of playing a part. That's not to say I don't enjoy giving. I really do. I'm saying that one person cannot carry the weight of the entire relationship, putting forth all of the effort and not having it reciprocated. That creates an unhealthy imbalance. No wonder why we become depleted, depressed, and empty. I wanted to be in love so strongly that I neglected my own values. I lost myself over and over again. I don't think I realized it occurring in most of my relationships, but I wasn't aware for a really long time, which is probably why I repeated these patterns, seemingly dating the same person, but in a different body. With my last relationship, I woke up one day feeling completely drained, like I'd been in a boxing ring for three years and I'd just lost the fight. My entire body ached. I was heavy, and when I looked in the mirror, I no longer recognized myself, and more than that, I didn't even like myself, so loving myself was off the table. That was a critical turning point. I remember saying to my ex, we need to talk. So we sat down at the table where she wouldn't even face me. Her energy was sharp, jagged, and she was fuming, like I could literally feel the heat radiating off of her. She sat there in silence, waiting for me to speak. I said, I can't do this anymore. She agreed and we mutually broke up. That sounds easy, but it was far from easy. I think we both felt an instant sense of relief, at least in that moment, like the heaviness I'd felt in my solar plexus went away. It felt like the right decision, but also I honestly had trouble letting go. I knew the relationship was toxic, but knowing that didn't make it easier. I was entangled. I wanted to get back together out of familiarity, out of comfort, and out of fear. Even though I didn't like who I'd become, I definitely was terrified of having to start over and figure out who I wanted to be. I resisted it for a while. 
and we absolutely still had fights and shit really hit the fan. But once I accepted it, I was able to move on and got excited about the healing journey. This isn't meant to throw shade on my ex. I love her. I love her daughter. And I damn sure love the dog. Six years later, we are great friends. I am friends with many of my exes. Not all due to their choice not to remain friends, but many of them, yes. I do not have the energy to hate. I once had love for these women, and I genuinely wish them all nothing but happiness and peace. I don't want to say that I'm giving up on dating. Giving up seems to have negative implications. I am, however, uninterested at this time. I like a certain individual. I love how animated their eyebrows are when they speak. I love their different laughs, especially the loud bursts when laughing at themselves. I like how confident they appear to be, but absolutely love their clumsy moments. I'll take humility and humbleness over confidence any day. I love that they have a full spectrum of emotion and are not afraid to express any of it and how intelligent they are. My God, they're smart. And it is the most endearing quality when they get excited about something they're passionate about. I appreciate our similarities in taste of music, spiritual practices and beliefs, as well as being health and fitness conscious because that has always been important to me. To give you some context, I grew up in the South where everything is fried or buttered. Don't get me wrong, it's hella delicious, but I was the only one in, in my family that seemed to be concerned with this. I was constantly exercising and I was the only one that wanted to eat healthy. They thought I was crazy when I stopped eating meat. I remember swimming at a lake one summer and a random guy and I started talking about food somehow. I remember telling him I didn't eat meat and he was like, what do you eat, salad? I got that a lot. And no, I don't even really like salad. However, I really like adding lettuce to everything, so perhaps that makes everything a salad. I did discover that eliminating things from a diet opens the door of creativity with food. I eventually started eating meat, then stopped, then started, and now I've recently quit again. I haven't eaten pork or beef in a few years because my body has trouble digesting it, and it makes me feel sluggish. I no longer consume turkey or chicken because I've always felt really guilty for eating meat, honestly. And I had to detach myself a little every time I ate, pretending it was never an animal. But I had a naturopath once tell me that I needed to eat meat to absorb B12 and iron, seeing as I've been chronically low and have no energy. But I don't get energy from eating meat, and it just doesn't align with my ethics. If you eat meat, awesome. I'm glad that works for you. Back to the original topic. I have liked this person for nine months straight, which to be honest fucking scares me because what if I can't let go or move on when they don't feel the same about me? I feel sort of torn knowing that I need to move on, but what if I feel so strongly about this connection that I never find anybody attractive? I'm not saying there aren't attractive people. There are literally thousands. It's just that I am aware of their energy and how it reacts with my own. Don't mistake this as, if I can't be with this person, then I don't want anybody. That's not it at all. That would be way too much pressure to put on someone, which is definitely not my intention. I know what I feel for them is genuine. I know the depth of myself well enough to trust it. I know that I have had absolutely no contact with them for months now, and my feelings have not wavered. I miss them in a way that is irrational and makes no sense to me. 
I replay all the things I should have said or shouldn't have said. And I definitely shouldn't have given given them the impression that I put them on a pedestal. I intentionally released them, energetically speaking. The moment I did that, I felt like they fell from that pedestal. I placed them on and I saw that I was always the magic I saw in everybody else. It wasn't just some positive affirmation, but it finally sunk in that we are the same. They are magic because I am magic. Where an illusion once existed, I was finally able to see them without the glow. In the past, this is the moment when I lose interest and it has only ever happened while being in relationship with someone. But this time, I just felt greater love, appreciating their humanness. Is it an odd thing when you look back on the people you've dated and find it difficult to believe you ever dated them? Like, what the fuck was I thinking? They look completely different to you now as opposed to when you fell in love. This person looks different to me now, but I don't attach a positive or negative emotion to that. They are still the ocean. If twin flames are mirror images, we are both two parts of the same soul put into this dimension to trigger the fuck out of each other and finally heal those core wounds. The twin flame journey is not easy. It's not fun. It's challenging and doesn't appear to always end in a union. The purpose is for the divine feminine to find self-love and for the divine masculine to release ego. I find it interesting that in my particular situation, they are a fire sign, which innately is masculine dominated, and I am a water sign, which is feminine. However, I feel that we are both balanced in our masculine and feminine energies. Therefore, maybe that means we have to heal equally our egos and learning to love ourselves simultaneously. Or perhaps it means that we don't require union because we are all already completely whole in our energy. However, union is for the greater good of humanity. And... I believe that my sole purpose in this lifetime is for the greater good of the collective. I am meant to be a conduit for love, and that was a vision sent to me in a dream. I think at this time where I'm at, it would be selfish to get involved with someone. I plan on moving across the country, and I definitely don't want to rush into something where they'd feel obligated or enticed to make that move with me. I would not ask that of someone anyway. If and when I have a relationship, I want to be with them longer than a few months before moving in together. I want it to develop over time and not stem from an instant mutual attraction that immediately becomes a sexual relationship because sex, for me, makes things complicated. I become attached and usually that occurs before I even really know the person. I also want to attend regular therapy sessions with my partner from the beginning. I want to be able to communicate effectively and sometimes I may need assistance because I wasn't raised to express my needs and for the longest time I didn't even realize I was allowed to have needs. I also don't feel like it would be fair to start dating right now seeing as I'm still caught up on someone. It wouldn't be fair to the person I was dating because I can't promise I wouldn't compare or still want to be with the other person. I'm loyal if nothing else and I cannot fake anything. I'm extremely transparent. Regardless of their lack of interest, I still felt my heart get involved. It did not get the memo. Something I do value about myself, I may be shy, but I take risks. I express myself. I put myself out there, and I don't necessarily have a fear of rejection. 
my God, the amount of times I've been rejected, it fucking happens. And that is okay. I see the best in people. I choose to believe people have the best intentions even when I am hurt in the process. It is where they are. And I am not mad at their place in their own journey. It just doesn't align with my own at this time. I will delight in their happiness, whether they find it within themselves or with someone else. I do find dating a really weird thing. It's awkward and it requires a lot of energy. And like, do I really have that much energy to exert on someone else when I barely have enough energy for myself? The few times I've been on dating apps, I just swipe left so many, so many times that I actually run out of options. I am possibly way too picky with no reason to be. Are high standards just another way of protecting oneself? A while back, I once found a person attractive enough that I contemplated swiping right until it felt way too real, and then I panicked and deleted the app. Can't I just be in love, in a healthy marriage, and skip the dating part entirely? I have decided to focus on myself and my goals, which consist of starting a business, selling my art, working on new art, publishing a book of poetry and short stories, falling madly in love with myself, creating content for this podcast, and moving to a town close to Buffalo, New York by the summer of 2020. I am excited for all of the upcoming changes, and I hope you guys will tag along for the ride. Be sure to join me next time where I will be revealing some incredibly intimate details. It'll be fun. See ya. Thanks for tuning in and spending time with me for showing up and existing. I appreciate the opportunity to share and possibly help people feel a little less alone. Please like, follow, subscribe, do what you gotta do so you don't miss out on future episodes. Talk soon.